<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. Welcome to the podcast. It's happening. So excited. I know I've been podcasting a lot today. And then I I said to my mom, you know, don't even worry about the baby for this one. She's crying in the background. I don't care. It's just my friend Jam. Yeah, (laughs) she's going to go hang out. Bring her in. Whip out the tit. Like, let's go. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'll sing to her. She would love the attention. If she could have her own channel on the internet, she absolutely would take everyone up on that. She just she loves it so much. Dangerously cute. It's not even right. Somebody told me yesterday that she looks like a baby Britney Spears, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Well, she looks like your one daughter, the one who just got the braces, and so that's how you know the genes are all yours. They're there, but then she's like a mini Shane at the same time. We have this like weird, but but none of them are me. Like it's just so bizarre. I don't see Shane at all. I I would love one baby that comes out, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, it looks like you." It's always somebody else. It's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. Thousand percent. <laughs> if this was Maury, I'll be like, screw the papers. You're a kid. <laughs> How are you doing? First of all, I'm, I'm awake. School is done. So yes. I'm happy about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Well, okay. Before we get any further, let's do like, tell everyone who the heck you are and then let's get into it. Alrighty then. Hello everyone. I'm Jam Gamble. Um, best known as the Slayer of the Mic. I'm a speaking coach. I'm a speaker myself. Proud educator. Education's always been in my blood. Connoisseur of fresh cut fries. Lover of <laughs> vanilla iced coffee. Shopping addict. And mom to three beautiful furry and feather babies. Ugh. I just love you. You're one of the most entertaining people to follow. I realize that's not your like actual part of like what you do, but also I feel like it's valuable information to be like, you need to follow this person because their stories and their reels and their Instagrams are so entertaining. Cause to me, it is like you find these people and you're like, oh my gosh, like you just notice yourself smiling, but then you forget to share that information with other people. Like (laughs) you need to have this in your life. You are wildly entertaining. You use that microphone and you have fun with it. All your IG lives, especially if you do them with Viv, are just next 
level. It is. Everything you do is so fun. We bring the energy and especially like in the past year, I think everyone has been so desperate and hungry for connection. And this is the one place that we could connect without a mask. <laughs> so, you know, why not bring You're the energy? You're so right. A mask in multiple senses. You know, I always think about if we're going to, let's just keep threading Britney Spears into this conversation. She's on my mind. But what in the line when she says there are only two types of people in this world, the ones who entertain and the ones who observe. And I do feel like the last year, there were a lot of people who stepped up to entertain us through a really hard time. And for me, like what your first IG live with like you and Viv that I watched, it was like Vivian Kale. I'll have to mention her in the show notes oh, as well. Oh yeah, I remember um, that live. You did this live and it was like, you guys were being spicy and sassy and you you did it with a mission and a, and a good conversation. I felt myself at like seven o'clock on a Tuesday or whenever it was. And I was just enthralled and everyone in the comments were just lit up. And I was like, this is the most social interaction I feel like I truly had had in a while just coming off your Instagram page. And it just made, I know so many other people have felt the same and and you've had quite the year this last year for you, which is interesting because within the speaker realm, it almost felt like that died a little or got shelved a little. When I tell you, I was scared out of my mind. One, I I still had a job to fall back on. So it wasn't even about that, but it was the fact that I had set so many goals for 2020. Like I wanted to be debt-free. I wanted to start saving. I wanted to just really take extra income and put it into some side projects I was really excited about. And we were in Jamaica on our anniversary trip and the world started shutting down and I started getting all these cancellation emails and I had a panic attack in Jamaica. (laughs) It's like crying on the beach. And I was like, what? And it took one guy at the bar saying in true Jamaican form, everything's going to be RE. And I was like, wow, like I, I'm going back home to, I I have options. You work at a resort, you don't have options. And you're Mm. telling me everything's going to be Irie. Cool. Cool. Okay. So after I had my panic attack, then that hit me and I was like, all right, let's just, let's just see where the chips fall. I could not have imagined that everything that transpired afterwards would have happened. And I'm still mind blown by it. It's, it's wild. What has been surprising to you the most this year in terms of your own, because your, your Instagram has grown. You continue your coaching with, you know, Slay the Mic, and we'll get into what that is in a moment. But what are kind of been those, those moments where you're like, I can't believe this actually is happening in 2020, apart from the goals that maybe you had initially set? Yeah. So in terms of growth, that's that's a bit of a, a bittersweet topic because I know the work and the energy I put into everything I do, I've been doing. I've always been doing it. And then when everything happened with the pandemic and then Black Lives Matter took center stage in April and then there was the whole Share the Mic initiative, it took a racial pandemic for me to reach 10K. And I wanted to celebrate that and I wanted to be excited, but part of me felt really icky at the same time that I was like, are these pity follows? Are these like, I'm just trying to diversify myself follows? Or are you really like entertained and inspired and encouraged by me? And and then when I got to 20, I didn't feel that joy. And even where I'm at now, I don't even feel that joy. I I don't, I really do not feel that joy because part of me feels like I didn't earn it 
my way. It took somebody else saying, look at her, listen to her. And then all of a sudden, just the numbers started to like pop and pop and pop and pop and pop. And I was like, whoa, 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 what, what is this? But I took that and I decided to do good with it. Um, I was like, I have this audience now. I'm not going to mess around. You, I have your attention. Well, then welcome to the jam show. that's that's what happened you love the color yellow and you love a microphone I love the color yellow I love microphones I love vanilla iced coffees (laughs) you love a good earring look at you are you wearing lemons right now I am (laughs) damn that is next level I have been gushing over Glow Recipe lately. I've been using this one particular product in my routine now, and it's really easy to slip in and create this really incredible impact on your skin. But let me tell you a little bit more about Glow Recipe. Glow Recipe is a clean, fruit-forward, Korean beauty-inspired skincare brand. Their vegan and cruelty-free formulas pair antioxidant-rich fruit extracts with clinically proven actives for glowing skin. And that is no lie right there. Not only that, but they have the most beautiful eco-conscious packaging and it makes for an ideal skincare shelfie. If you don't know what a shelfie is, it's a shelf full of your skincare and you can take pictures of it and it's a shelfie. It's amazing. But now there's this one product from Glow Recipe that has been all over TikTok. And you know, if it's hit TikTok, that it is something worth trying. Their products have gone viral for a reason. Their Plum Plump Hyaluronic Serum is your hydrating, plumping, holy grail serum. It has juicy, antioxidant-rich plum and five molecular weights of hyaluronic acid that fill each skin layer with hydration for visibly plumper skin. Combined with vegan collagen, this silky water gel texture, which is my personal favorite, will leave your skin looking healthy and bouncy. That is the most perfect word to describe how your skin will feel. It's really easy to use. I've noticed a difference after only like a couple uses as well. Use one to two pumps of the serum after cleansing, but before your moisturizer, and that's going to get you the bounciest hydrated skin of your dreams. And like I said, they're going to arrive in eco-conscious packaging. Globe Recipe creates products that are good for your skin and gentle on the planet. Their glass jars are 100% recyclable and made of 20% post-consumer recycled materials. They also partner with TerraCycle on a recycling program. So every piece of their packaging can be recycled and reimagined. They're also partnering with Climate Neutral to become Carbon Neutral in 2022. And y'all, I have a coupon code. You got to get on this. If not for the cute eco-conscious packaging, then for that bouncy skin I told you about. And you can get 15% off Glow Recipe with code GLOWPAPAYA at GLOWRECIPE.com. Now that's for 15% off at Glow Recipe. That excludes kits and it lasts until the end of August. So get on this right now. 15% off Glow Recipe with code GLOWPAPAYA at GLOWRECIPE.com. One more time, that's GLOWRECIPE.com. Use code PAPAYA for 15% off. Enjoy and go after that bouncy skin. You will not regret it. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining, 
Join me every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there. Let's talk a little bit about mics because or your Slay the Mic program, but more than that, just kind of so many people, I think in the last year or in their entire lives have felt they have a story they want to tell. There is something inside of them that they need to get out. And there is a lot of, you know, we hear this buzzword of imposter syndrome, but we know, I think everyone thinks there's just confident people standing on stages. And and I think that's partially true. And I think that there's a lot of people who are terrified to take a stage and they do it anyways. And they do it through building on, you know, that those shaky knees and building on that lack of confidence and they get up there. And I've been watching you share some of your students and like when they post their, you know, them starting to kind of share their stories and stuff. And, and you share those little bits and you just see somebody who is getting to finally share their story and with this confidence. So tell me, where did all of that come from? Like, where did this slay the mic program? Where was it yeah. birthed from? <laughs> and kind of the power of helping somebody share their story. Yes. So one, I was I was always the kid who talked a lot. Every report card. Yeah. Yes. Over here. Every report card. Jamil is a social butterfly. If only she talked less and listen more, she'd be a former academic student. And <laughs> my mom, being a young immigrant mom, that didn't sit well with her that teachers had negative feedback and how much I talked too much. And she got annoyed with it and everyone got annoyed with it. I think when I was in grade five, one of my teachers said, hey, why don't you join the announcement club? And I treated it like it was like CNN. Like I remember coming in the office and I was like, what are we talking about today? Milk day, pizza sales? Hey y'all. Jam, I also was the announcement girl. I also was the announcement girl. I loved friggin' mil- the milk contests on Fridays when you got to like name somebody and they came down to get their like little squishy. Why was milk like owning the school, by the way? Owning the school. There was the milk pencil, the prizes. Like I didn't even like milk, but I was excited by milk. So I took that job and I ran with it. And every, actually, when I think about it, I was on the announcement club through primary to high school. I was that talker. So yeah, I talked a lot. Every teacher saw it was a problem. I felt at times that I should really stop talking. And I really was like at this like crossroad with my voice. Like, should I use it? Should I not use it? People, I remember my friends called me crazy because I was hyper and energetic and I'd always talk to people. And I just remember feeling so much shame about having something within me I didn't ask to have. Like it was, it was, my dad and I are like replicas of each other. So it's clearly genetic. But when I graduated from college, my mom basically told me, don't be basic. And I was like, all right, cool. Don't be basic. And I went to school focusing on disability education. So disability awareness. My background is primarily in DSW services. And so I decided to approach Rogers TV and to do an interview for Autism Awareness Month. I watched it back. I I liked how I looked. I didn't like how I sounded. So I decided to reapproach them with a different concept. And what I didn't realize was... um, what I didn't realize was when I clicked show proposal, I thought I was requesting whose show I wanted to be on and not accidentally pitching a TV show. <gasps> yeah. Oh, so the Rogers dude was like, let's have a meeting. I'm like, what for? Like, we didn't do all this formality last time. 
And then we're having this meeting and I don't even remember it. I just remember like talking out of my ass, like faking it until I make it kind of thing. And I went home. My mom's like, how was the meeting? I'm like, I think I pitched a TV show. <laughs> and then and then two days later, like they liked your concept, come up with a pilot episode. I'm like, what's a pilot episode? I had to go on Google, look up a pilot episode, made a pilot episode, recorded said pilot episode. They said, you have a show. I had a show for six seasons. On my show, I never used notes or a teleprompter. Why? So that's, you never. So that's where it started to kind of stir this whole Mike Slayer thing, right? Like winging a TV show for six seasons. And then by season three, I remember thinking, okay, I want to expand. I want to grow. What do other speakers do? They become a TEDx speaker. So I saw that there was a whole thing for TEDx Distillery District. I approached them, came up with some whack-ass concept. They said, we like it, but we think you'd be better off as the host. I was like, all right, cool. Let me host. Except on TEDx, they don't let you wing it. They want your script. And I'm like, y'all, I'm a butterfly. Like, I, I don't do scripts. I'm a winger. And they're like, you can't wing it. It's TEDx. And I'm like, well, I'm jam. I wing it. I convinced them to let me wing it. And then I winged the entire TEDx thing. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh. I just made it up as I went along. And then I started to like get into event hosting. I'm like, I did TEDx. All right, let me get into event hosting. And then I started to call myself Jermonse, like the Peel region's Beyonce. <laughs> so I'm like, I just, put your event. Just took the title. Yeah, I'm like, I'm Jermonse. I'm, I'm Brampton's Beyonce. I'm Jermonse. And then from there, people started to ask me, how do you do what you do? How do you get on stage and speak in front of 500 people? How do you wing your TV show? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just a talker. And I started to call myself the slayer of the mic. So the more people ask me what I did, it dawned on me that maybe this is something people need help with. Like for me, it comes natural. I didn't realize that other people needed help with this. So I was like, all right, well, why don't I start an event or a program where I help people? And over a morning cup of coffee, I just nonchalantly told my husband, maybe I should start something to help people. And he's like, babe, you could do whatever. I'm like, you're right. I can't do whatever. <laughs> okay. And then I went on Instagram. I was like, hey, y'all, I'm starting a program. It's called Slay the Mic. I can help you be like me. And that's how Slay the Mic was born. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. And not, I have to mention this, that last year I was like, I, I need your help. Because I felt like everybody in the world knew what they were doing when it came to public speaking and doing all of this. And I'm like, I'm getting hired for these keynotes. I feel like I'm doing a great job, but I really just want to refine my story. I want to have the keynote down. I want to memorize it. I want to come out. And you were like, what have you been doing so far? And I'm like, I've just been winging it. And you're like, then you need to keep winging it. And that was so important for me to hear because for me, I held you in this regard of this is somebody who knows what they're doing. They do it all the time. And then you're like, no, you you keep winging it. It's okay to wing it. And it was like, I felt permission to just, okay, that's, just, that's how my brain works. And, but I think it's also important to kind of realize that the whole Slay the Mic program and like what you do, empowering people to kind of learn to use their voice and different things. It doesn't just apply to people wanting to talk on a stage. Where else could somebody really learn these skills for the other walks of life as well? Yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, people have asked me if Slay the Mic is similar to other speaking programs out there. And I say no, because Toast is better with jam. <laughs> Just let that sit there for a second. <laughs> yeah. 
Let it marinate. <laughs> let it let it marinate. Strawberry jam, raspberry jam, marmalade, <laughs> Nutella. Everything's better with something on it other than yeah. just plain bland toast. When I first started, I thought this program was only for aspiring speakers. I thought it was for people who wanted to do what I was doing, which was event hosting. And I was slowly getting into doing small keynotes. And then I realized I started attracting clients who were like, I'm not even ready for that jam. Like, I don't want to go on a stage. I don't want to speak in front of an audience. I don't even, I'm not even ready to share my story. I just want to feel like I could speak to my partner. I want to feel like I could go to work and speak at work without having panic attacks and all the scenarios they're presenting to me, I've been there. I've struggled to express myself to my family. I've struggled to communicate properly with my husband. Like when we first got together, we felt we fought like cats and dogs because I didn't know how to communicate properly. I've cried in bathroom stalls and in my car after leaving work because of my boss. So I, I knew what it was like to struggle to use my voice in those situations that I was like, whoa, maybe I need to switch gears here. It's not just about public speaking. Like, let's just take out the public and let's just focus on the speaking. And it's for anybody who wants to feel like they truly own and trust their voice. And I don't call myself a confident speaker. I call myself someone who trusts their voice. And this is what trusting your voice looks like. This is what trusting your voice sounds like. And then it comes across as confidence, but you can't have confidence without trust. That makes a ton of sense. And I think it also reminds you to, you are your own truth. Everybody has their own truths about them. You can't really argue a lot of your own personal storylines. And I think sometimes it is kind of that, that hiccup of feeling like, I don't, I just want to make sure that I'm coming across, right? I want to make sure I get everything clearly communicated. But it's impossible. It's impossible though. Yeah, it's true. When I was a, when I was a teenager, I used to talk on the phone for hours. And to me, it was just like, you just talk about whatever. And then I saw, um, a friend of somebody I know I'm going to say, and they had a list of notes of things to talk about on the phone. And I was like, what is this? And they were like, I, I struggle to remember in the moment of something that I care about, or like if you were having a relationship conversation or a conversation with a friend that they would get so anxious that their brain would literally forget all the things that they could bring up as a topic. So they had a list of things that they could, you know, empower them to continue the conversation. And I think it's really important to remember that person who you are and who you are born to be is sometimes to your benefit. Sometimes you get bad report cards for a whole life because of it, but it can lend itself if you bring it in the right ways. But that doesn't mean that you don't have hope to also be a good communicator. So how do you bridge for yourself? How do you bridge that gap between you're somebody who naturally has this gift? How do you bridge that gap for people who maybe don't? First off, we have to- Without giving away your program, I should say. (laughs) Yes, yeah, no. First of all, we have to address why there's a gap. You know, we always tell people, let's bridge the gap, but we don't acknowledge what caused the gap in the first place. So I think my background in working with children and adults on the spectrum helps me be a detective and kind of like do this background check on what caused that behavior, what's causing you to feel this way. And once we're able to identify what the barriers are or who's triggered what, then we're able to get to work, right? It's kind of like putting a house, not putting a house for sale, but 
moving into a house and putting a fresh coat of paint on it and bringing in all the top furniture and all this stuff, but the foundation's weak. So I need to ensure that your, your foundation is strong and it's sturdy and we address all the, the holes and the problems and we fix those. And now we could start helping you use your voice and feel connected to it. And I think there are so many people who are walking around feeling disconnected from their voice. They are speaking in a way that I hope people are going to approve of this. I hope people are going to feel happy or impressed by what I'm saying versus am I happy with what I'm saying? Do I feel impressed by what I'm saying? Is this the true version of my voice? That's where it starts. So in terms of bridging the gap, I identify the problems. I identify the problems first and foremost. And sometimes I don't even have to bridge the gap after that because we've realized what the problem is. We're like, oh, well then, that could go. (laughs) And then we press on. I really never thought there was going to be this day in my life where I was like, one day you're going to be really, really passionate about a water bottle. But here we are, and I'm not going to be ashamed of it because I love my hydro jug. I will talk about it as much as I can. Not only do I love my hydro jug, but I own many of them now because I needed to have them everywhere in the house. I have one right beside my rocking chair in the living room. I have one in my office. I have one on my bedside table because that middle of the night after nursing a baby, you get so thirsty. I've just got them all over. I am a hydrated queen right now is what I am. And this is coming from somebody who classically never drinks water. I don't know why this makes a difference for me, but it absolutely has. And my kids have all got them now. I've got my husband on them. We just love them so, so much. But let me tell you a little bit more about Hydrojug because it is, it holds half a gallon of water. It says that you should be drinking a gallon a day to make a huge impact on your overall health and wellness. So half a gallon means you're only having to fill it up twice a day, which makes it really, really convenient. Also has a leak proof seal. I have tested this. I threw it into my bag with my laptop loosely and chugged around downtown and it was fine. It also has a wide mouth opening, a carry loop, an integrated handle, measurement scale made with BPA free plastic. It's dishwasher safe, shatterproof bottle, And there's this really cool sleeve you can get as well that insulates your contents and the sleeve protects your hydro jug as well. That sleeve has two pockets, one for your phone and the other for smaller accessories such as your keys or AirPods, which you can trust because again, it's got that leak proof seal. And there's an adjustable strap on that sleeve as well if you're carrying it about and don't wanna throw it in maybe your laptop bag loosely with all your things, but you can, because again, leak proof. Finally, I have to just say this. Their straws are the best thing I've ever found ever. I'm actually obsessed with them. And so instead of me going on and on all day about why their straws are the best, I'm just going to give you a coupon code. You got to go check them out at thehydrojug.com. You can use code papaya for 10% off. Customize your jug and use my code papaya for 10% off your purchase at thehydrojug.com. Now, if you just want the link for the discount as well, you can go to www.thehydrojug.com hydrojug.com slash discount slash papaya. Go on out there, get yourself hydrated, get yourself a cute little combination of pink and leopard print like me. If you'd like to let's drink our water folks. That's essentially what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Let's drink our water, but let's look cute while doing it. It's a damn good looking water bottle. Let's go back to today's show. (music) 
And, you know, and I think in a time like now where we call it accountability culture, call it, you know, cancel culture, whatever it is, the fear of using your voice is continuing to build and breaking through that fear and also combining it with what you, who you are and your story and the fact that as human beings, we are going to be wrong sometimes. Have you found a lot of people struggling with, you know, trying to use their voice? Maybe they, I've seen so many creators out there that actually are small business creators and they're trying to translate what they're artistically good at onto a social media platform. And it feels like a state that feels like a big, you're up there naked stage. It's like, how do I make my business successful if I'm not out there being the face of it? And I'm so terrified to be the face of it because what if I mess up and my entire business just gets taken out with me and I don't want to be the reason my business fails. Have you seen a lot of this fear kind of starting to pop up now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen it definitely when it comes to being canceled. And I think for the cancel culture, that's a whole podcast in itself. But I think when people worry about saying the wrong thing, that's stemming from a place of perfectionism. Of course, we're going to say the wrong thing. We're human. It's bound to happen. But I like to ask people what your intention is behind saying certain things. And if your intentions are pure, if you are in alignment with your intentions, then proceed. We cannot please everyone. It's impossible to please everyone. And so when I have been questioned or when people have tried to hold me accountable, and I use the word try because their intentions aren't pure, when they have tried to hold me accountable, accountable, and I feel attacked and I feel like my back is against the wall. I ask myself, what's, what was my intention in not saying something in the first place? What was my intention in saying what I said in the manner I said it? It was because I was coming from a place of not knowing all the details or I'm on my own journey of unlearning or I'm, I'm, I'm coming to grips with certain things. So it's going to come out a certain way. But you know what? I'm in alignment. I know what my intentions were and I'm going to stand by that. But when people are only focused on saying the right thing, you never say anything at all. You're so focused on, let me say it the right way. Let me make sure that everybody's happy. And then you wonder where your voice went. And I think if you struggle with anxiety, your anxiety tells you that you've already messed up and and it adds that layer on top of that. But again, I think it's important to remind a lot of people that there are so many of us that struggle with mental health and can still find a way to use their voice. But here's the thing. I'm super extroverted. I'm a speaker. I'm a speaking coach. I have anxiety. One, I'm human. We all have anxiety, whether we want to admit it or not. Two, when I have had anxiety attacks, they last anywhere between nine and 12 hours, unfortunately. So they're long. They take a toll on me and I replay conversations in my head. Like when I've gotten a DM, even DMs, I've re- I've like replayed DMs in my head or comments I've received and they just kept going and going and going. And I have to stop. I physically have to stop and ask myself, is this true or is this not? Are these person's intentions um, pure or are they malicious? Like just to talk myself out of it. Like, yeah, we all go through it. It's how we get ourselves out of it that we need to pay more attention to. I learned really recently and through a podcast that anxiety is built within us because it's it's to protect us. It, it's, you know, as he was saying, it's anxiety. Josh, I just did a pod with him and, and he said, you know, if you're looking down two different pathways home and one kind of looks a little sketchy, maybe a little dangerous, and the other one is like full of different people and you feel really safe going down that path, your anxiety isn't 
there to keep you from walking. It's there to show you what path to take. I'm totally probably chopping up what he said. But ultimately, like our anxiety is there as a means to guide us. And unfortunately for so many of us, that like fear response gets applied to all different places now because there is a lot going on in the world. There is the ability to get things wrong. We are scared to get things wrong because all, because we are, you know, as you said, like sometimes we're not in alignment with who we are. And that's kind of the root issue of that. It's not the anxiety's fault. Ultimately, anxiety is within us. Sometimes it can kind of go out of control and it can be really hard. I get really obsessive like you. I'll kind of tank for like a day and really go over things or or somebody will make one negative comment and I'll think, I don't deserve any of this. Like I, I shouldn't, I just should stop talking. I should stop talking. I should shut up until I figure it all out. And I can't imagine how many people are stuck in that cycle of staying quiet because they're so somebody told them to be, or they're afraid of getting things wrong, or simply because the discomfort of getting something wrong is something that we're so terrified of that we would rather just never say anything at all. And, you know, I was playing poker in a tournament last week. And, and one guy said, you just fold until you get to the final table. And I thought there's so many people in life that are doing that. How can I just fold and fold and fold and fold and fold until I get far enough along the line before I actually start to play? And here I was like, chips in, chips in. And I was like, this is definitely me as a person. Like, let's just keep going. <laughs> it says a lot about you, I guess. I'm not a Yeah, I guess so. a little bit. I think what's different now is our voice, especially when we use it on social media, it has the ability to spread like a forest fire and it's harder to take it back. You know, it, it spreads, people commentate, people add their comments. It becomes an ugly game, a broken telephone. And then it reaches a point and nobody even cares what your intentions were because X amount of people have said it. And now people are calling for your head and you spiral. And there's some things that it's out of our control now. And I think that's when the people who call themselves our friends or a part of our community, it can't be our job alone to clear the record and to set the record straight. It's, it's also going to be the job of other people to say, you know what, actually, I know Jam, I know Sarah. They would never say something like this. This is not the person that I know. And then hopefully that, you know, is going to be like the water or the fire extinguisher on the fire and it, it's going to help die down. But again, We are on this center stage now and people are scared of messing up when I think messing up is a part of the game, one. And two, in messing up, it's actually a great exercise for your voice because you learn how to either defend yourself or to pause. We always think that people need a response. Everybody needs a response right away. No, I'll, I'll get back to you when I feel like it. Honoring that pause, honoring that mm-hmm, break, mm-hmm. getting your getting your thoughts together before you issue something. And a couple of months ago, you might have re- remember the video that I put out about a particular person that I did not think was going to go viral. I, I really, I really did not think that was going to go viral. And I got a lot of people asking me if I planned for this to go viral. And I was like, if I wanted it to go viral, I would have looked cuter. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'd a- been talking about it for a while. So I think it was interesting that just one video would go out. It, it went viral. But what happened was the comments I got in DM. I got some really disgusting DMs. Old Jam would have sat with that for days. I would have cried about it. I would have let my anxiety take over me like a beast. 
And because I've been using my voice to not only talk about myself and to promote things, but also to defend and protect myself, when I got those DMs, I wasn't going to sit silent. I put them out and I go, I want you to see. I want, I, I, and I did a live about it. And I go, I am not the person. I am not the person who send these types of vile messages to. And I think if people just realize that you could use your voice in so many ways, you could use it to, to promote yourself and to build your business and to build your brand, but you could also use your voice to set the record straight. Maybe not right away, but at some point you have to. And, and doing that act is the best thing you could do for yourself. When I was going through my divorce, I didn't tell anybody. I was very, very quiet about it. And there was literally like my mom and my sister knew. Were you blogging though at the time? Were you blogging? I was. I had been. Yeah, I had been since Gemma was a baby. So it'd been a really long time. And I was very quiet about that. But I typically was quiet about my relationship. But, you know, people started to notice I wasn't at the same house and, and different things like that. But sorry, my baby's in the background. You might Yay! hear her. <laughs> she, knows, she knows I'm here she and knows, I earrings she's, on. She's like, I need to come. But I remember my old mentor um, from when I was a teenager calls me and she was like, how are you doing all of this stuff? And she's just shooting the shit with me essentially. And then I was like, great, I'm doing fine. Like everything's, I'm just telling her different stuff. And she's like, yeah, Sarah, how are you really? And I was like, I, I left a few days ago. I've been living at my parents. And she goes, okay. And she goes, you're going to keep your circle really tight. And she goes, and I want you to hear this. There's going to be a lot of people asking a lot of questions. You do not have to answer them. That pause that you speak of, I had that pause for about two years. It was two years of just let everybody say everything they're going to say. Ultimately, I know my truth. And I know a lot of people listening understand the fact that I've never shared why I left that marriage. But it doesn't matter. That why didn't matter. Who I was mattered. My truth mattered. And I could hold my head high knowing my why and let everybody say every, like people don't even understand the rumors that went on about me in the community, online, you know, the assumptions that happened. That pause probably saved me because ultimately I would have had to deal with the aftermath of speaking because it would have caused damage to myself, my character, my family, the kids I was protecting. The pause is just as important as the speaking. And I love that you said that. It literally just pulled me into that memory because I was like, oh shit. All I could think about was other people that I remember going through big life events and how we all talked about it but they were quiet until they were ready to speak. And I thought, if I just stay quiet, if I just keep my head high and I keep going, eventually nobody's going to want to talk about this anymore and it's going to be okay. And eventually, a couple of years later, it was fine. Nobody talked about it anymore. And that's the thing. Like, there's actually like a reggae song that's like, they're going to talk, they're going to talk, they're going to talk, they're going to say a lot of things about us. And, you know, yeah, they're going to talk, they're going to talk regardless. But I think when we, when we look at the world we're in, we have two worlds. We have like this physical world that we're all in and we have this social media world. And we think that because we talk about everything on social media and we we share everything in real time, look, I'm drinking this, look, I'm doing this, look, I'm, I'm wearing that, that when we go through something, we owe people an explanation right now. No, like I tell my community, you are the author, the publisher, and the illustrator of your story. You decide when your best self will go on sale. You decide when the audience is going to get access to it. I don't owe people squat. Okay. I don't owe you squat. I don't work for you. 
You don't give me a deadline, Jan. We need an explanation by next Tuesday. No, you can go kick rocks till next Tuesday. When I feel like saying something, I'll let you know. But if I don't feel like saying something, I reserve my right to stay quiet. Thank you very much. People are allowed to do that. Did people know that? Did you know that? When you feel confident, you really feel like you could do it all. And who says you can't? Whether you're running, biking, doing yoga, swimming, or sitting on the couch, Girlfriend Collective has clothes to feel your best in no matter what you're doing. Let's talk a little bit more about them because Girlfriend Collective is a sustainable, ethically made active wear made for everyone. They make cute and comfortable bras, leggings, shorts, tanks, tees, swimsuits, and more. And their sizing is inclusive, ranging from an extra, extra small to a 6XL. So whether you're working out, running errands, or doing nothing at all, Girlfriend Collective has functional fabrics, colors, and styles for any activity. They also have best-selling leggings that are squat-proof, come with pockets, hello, and have different levels of support whether you need compression or comfort. They use recycled materials to make their clothing, and their shipping is 100% recyclable as well. Girlfriend Collective also has a garment take-back program called Re-Girlfriend. So once you're done loving your pieces a long, long time from now, you can send them back to be upcycled into new girlfriend gear. How cool is that? You can join the Girlfriend Collective today, and we've got something special for listeners of today's show. Girlfriend Collective is offering $25 off your first purchase of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash papaya. That's $25 off $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash papaya. I got myself a little shorts and a little workout bra. Let me tell you, I've not worked out in it yet. I've just strutted around my house in it because again, confidence lets you live your best life. So one more time, head on over to girlfriend.com slash papaya. Thanks so much for listening. And let's get back to today's conversation. Let's bring Brittany into it. How long have we been talking about Brittany? And we only heard her speak now. She took her time until she was ready, until she felt like she could. I have to hope that's because we created an environment in which she felt safe to do so. Even if she said, as soon as this call is over, I'm going to go back to everyone bullying me and telling me what to do and saying no all the time. There is such an urgency that comes with social media. There's such an urgency that comes with the world and the fast speed at which we live but it's okay to like take your time. It's okay to like sit in sit in stuff a little bit, take like form your thoughts. And I think a lot of us, myself very much so, I'm very bad at speaking without a full thought. I'm speaking as I'm thinking. Oh, that's me all the time. That's me all, all the time. time. All the so time. So having to pause can be a huge practice, just as I assume other people are really working to unpause themselves, unpause and be able to use their voice. There's so many of us who are learning to take that pause and to marinate in thoughts a little bit longer. So like you said, when you come out, when you publish what you're going to say, it comes out in full force. And you feel good about it too, most importantly, because you did it in your time. And, And that goes for people who are listening, who don't have a large social media following, or they don't have a business or, you know, they're just, they're just people on Instagram. Like if you're someone who's listening right now and you are in a situation where you have been forced to not use your voice and to speak your truth, 
I, I, before you even use your voice, like I need you just to use your inner voice so you could heal yourself. Like that's the first thing you need to do first is take care of this vessel and use your voice not to give people an explanation or to update people or to, you know, set the record straight or whatever it may be, but it's using your inner voice to, to reassure yourself that you made the right decision, using your voice to tell yourself things are going to get better and, 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 and having daily conversations with yourself before you decide to go and talk to somebody else about that. And I think that's probably the, the most important voice. Like when people come to me like, Jam, like, I don't do public speaking. First of all, we all do public speaking. When you go to McDonald's and you go to the drive-thru, that's public speaking. Okay, you're talking to somebody. But the voice that you use within, I think that's the voice that people more than ever, more than ever need to be tapping into. How do you talk to yourself on a daily basis? How do you talk about yourself? How do you reassure yourself? How? You know, it's so, it's so funny hearing you say that because that is usually what people will ask me was like, you know, how did you, how did you learn to, you know, more, be more confident in your body? How did you learn to like, like step out onto Instagram and do this stuff more? And, and a big part of it was I hadn't been listening to myself for a really long time. Oh, I guess usually it's the answer to how do, where do my captions come from? How does your blogs come out? And, and the answer to that has always been, I started paying attention to my thoughts because there's a lot, we, we are so busy and so distracted. Distracting, distraction can be a very beautiful thing when you need it to. And I was distracting myself for a very long time. So when it came time to sit in those thoughts again, they became my captions. They became my words. They became the things that I said on stages. And I think that that's a really perfect starting point because I think a lot of people realize, don't realize that we aren't paying attention. We have thoughts or we feel negative, but we don't take time to figure out why, where, like you said, the root, the root issues, the foundations of things. So I, I find that so fascinating how much that can intersect with like how we actually move and speak within this world starts with kind of our own freaking voice. And you clearly trust your voice. You clearly trust yeah, that. Now I do. You could, you could put a caption out and you could say whatever, but I guarantee you like, where's my phone? I don't even know where I put it. Like, I can just imagine if someone's writing a caption, they're like, what's going to really like captivate people. Right. What's that hook what's, line? What's that hook line versus this is how I'm feeling and I'm letting my fingers go. No, 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 no. Okay. Post begin. Everyone's always wondering what's the beginning, what's the middle and what's the end. Maybe there is no end. Just give the people the beginning, give them a bit of the middle and they're figuring out what the freaking end is like, come on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, talk. No, you could do a lot of them. We could go on for a long ass time. I would love for you to talk about some things that you maybe have coming up or what you're into right now, because I, I think from here, my goal for everyone is to take away from this, that, you know, listening to yourself first is a great first step that public speaking is part of every day and everything we do. We are all public speakers, just like, you know, focus so, on the speaking and drop the public, yeah. like let go yeah, of the public fair. and just focus yes. on the speaking. Like I'm talking to people. And going into, you know, what your work is and everything, like how, when we're looking at people listening to this and knowing that many of them might have all different types of walks of life and they have so many notes now, if they are like me, I have an entire notepad that is now full of my jam notes, my jam session. Uh, oh, the little jam session. You're jamming that on. That when they walk away from this, 
I want them to, you know, feel some next steps to have some things to go with, but also to tune into what you're doing. So I'd love to know like kind of what it is that you offer and what's next for you. And so they might have some great takeaway next steps. The one thing I want everyone to know, and I, I could totally bust out my slay the mic affirmations, but the one question I always ask people that I work with is I want you to start, not even a question. I want you to start imagining where you want to take your voice. Where do you want to take your voice? Let go of branding, let go of business strategy and just focus on where do you want to take your voice? Do you want to be able to tell your story? Do you want to be able to make people laugh at the holiday party? Do you want to set the record straight with your partner? Because that's a lot of that's a, that's a barrier for a lot of people that can't even communicate with their partner. Where do you want to take your voice and how do you want to feel when you're using it? That's the two things I want people to reflect that's on. That's huge. Okay. Where do you want to take it and how do you want to feel? Because I remember back in the day, I couldn't, I would go to bed and replay things over and over again. And now I sleep peacefully. <laughs> I sleep really peacefully because I'm not replaying conversations because I said what I said in the end, period, full stop. No chapter two, that's it. In terms of what I'm working on, because I was the kid who was a talker, I'm really, really passionate about encouraging kids to use their voice. Um, I don't think we encourage children to use their voice enough. If we saw a child playing outside and they were running super fast, we go, you should be on the soccer team. You should go play football. But when we see that kid who talks too much, for some reason, we decide to dim their lights and we tell them that you're talking too much. And we tell them that talk when you're spoken to. I want kids to be talking. I want them to, to learn how to love their voice from the jump and not wait until they're adults. So Slay the Mike Jr., there's going to be a lot of good things coming out with Slay the Mike Jr. to encourage kids um, to speak everywhere, to feel good about their voice, to not feel like they're the, the chatty Kathy, but they're the future podcast host. They're the future news broadcaster. They're the future TEDx speaker or TED Talk speaker. Like, that's my goal. And then for me, um, I'm working on sleeping as well. <laughs> That's a perfect, that is actually such an essential goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm tired, really tired. I just need to shut my brain off, but I'm also gonna be revealing some really cool things in the upcoming weeks to help everybody. And when I say everybody, I think as a coach, as an entrepreneur, we have become very elite. So my goal is to have options available for everybody that no one can feel that I can't afford to work or learn from Jam. I want everyone to be able to learn from me. So the things that I'm working on, I believe in accessible and affordable education. And that's what I'm going to be rolling out in October. That is such a phenomenal thing to hear. I can't wait to see what that is. Also, I just have to say thank you for that sentiment about children. I was such a chatty kid and my parents were awesome with me, but I got shushed my whole childhood by everybody else. And as you were speaking and saying it, I've got one of my kids is a bit of a talker. And I really felt like I need to start elevating that into who she's going to be as opposed to how am I going to get some rest from this? Because <laughs> as parents of, you know, a strong-willed or a very talkative child, it can be exhaustive. So I think it would be really cool to see it be channeled into something and, and remember that they might be they might be that person that is, like you said, that, that radio show host, that podcast host, TV host, whatever it is, whatever they might do, or just somebody who really knows how to speak their truth. In you the know what? Of the let me, let room. me give you an example that all the parents listening are going to go, whoa. Yeah. Okay. Give it. 
we think about our child and I, and I've worked with students all my life. So I know those kids who are talkative and I know it's exhausting and you have to keep answering questions. So yes, I gave the examples of them becoming future, you know, news broadcasters, podcasters, storytellers, whatever. I want you to imagine that one day your child will be in a situation where they need to use their voice to protect themselves. Mm. Okay. We Mm. want them to feel comfortable saying no Mm-hmm. We want them to feel mm-hmm. comfortable saying something's bothering me. We want them to feel strong to ask for help. And they can't do that without their voice. So let's just ride the wave. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> one day that voice is going to save their life. And we don't want them growing up and becoming adults where they're like, should I say something? Because the last time I said something, somebody told me I was being too much. No, talk away. Talk away. You're amazing. That was an incredible sentiment. Where can everyone get some jam on their toast? You all want this jam, jam goodness. No jelly, straight jam. Uh, (laughs) It's my new tagline, jam, jam goodness. Um, You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at I am jam gamble. Um, You can find me on my website. I am jam gamble.com jams and everything because I'm that sweet. Did you choose the I am on purpose? Is it because it's such a statement? Yes, I did. I did choose the I am on purpose because there was a time in my life where I was made to feel bad for developing a brand and and an identity outside of my job. And so when I decided to call everything I am Jam Gamble, it was like a declaration. I am Jam Gamble. This is who I am. This is what I do. If you don't like it, kick rocks. Thank you, Jam, so much for spending time with us today, for lending your voice into teaching us all a little bit more on how to use ours. Um, I love you. And I think you're one of the greatest things on the gram, greatest people uh, doing some really incredible things right down into the lives of children and people who need it. So thank you so much. And for everyone listening, I, I can't say enough good things about Jam and following her and just how much she energizes your day and speaks her truth and reminds us all to speak ours. So grab, uh, go into the show notes, go give her a follow. It, it You won't regret it. And thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Bye.